unfortunately, they're not designed for business payments. Um, the average business transaction size is around 9,300 something. Um, and the limits that are on these platforms are usually maybe 2,000, if you're lucky, maybe five. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Awesoming's podcast, where we highlight people pursuing their definition of, you guessed it, awesome. So buckle up and get ready for some more success story adventures and failures from Kentucky's tech and entrepreneur community. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Awesoming's podcast. Again, I got to keep the trend up. I'm excited for this conversation today. So first and foremost, like and follow our podcast, subscribe to wherever you listen to stuff. So that way you can keep up with the most recent episodes. And today I'm sitting down holding my nice cup of black coffee with my good friend Rafi from Louisville, Kentucky. He has been an avid five across attendee and has pitched at the competitions a handful of times, has had a lot of success. And he is one of our fall, wait, yeah, fellowship fall 2021 cohort companies. That's a mouthful. Yeah, we're going to scratch that. But Rafi's in the fellowship. He's awesome. I can't wait for you to hear his story and let you know how he's conquering life. So Rafi, that's it for me. I'm going to shut up. Why don't you introduce yourself? Give the uh, the people tuning in a bit of your personal and professional background. Let them get to meet you and know the uh, the human side of you, not just the cool startup founder side of you. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. Um, so I'm the co-founder and CEO of Borderless. We are a global payments company located in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, we're enabling payouts to over 100 countries. Um, so a little bit about myself. Uh, I am actually was born and raised in Lebanon. Um, I moved here to the United States uh, for college. I went to Penn State University and majored in architectural engineering. Um, so it has nothing related to tech, uh, nothing related to payments. Um, so it's, I've got an interesting journey to where I am today. Um, after college, I worked in Philly for a few years um, and then moved to New York City. That's where I spent most of my time. And that's really when I um, switched my career um, to becoming a um, full-time entrepreneur as well as a payments expert. I love it. Rafi, I'm going to start this episode off a little rocky. Uh, I'm a Buckeye fan, so so go Bucks! I know another game a few last weekend was uh, pretty fun. Uh, I was absolutely. Oh man! <laughs> well, I, I had family that played sports at Ohio State, so wrestling and swam. So I have yeah. some actual allegiance there, even though I went to UK. But yeah, yeah I, okay. love, I love Big Ten football. So ju- yeah, That's just wanted awesome. to throw that in there. Also, <laughs> you're from Lebanon. Let me ask you this: What is your favorite Lebanese food? Oh man, I have a lot, but probably I would say. Uh, kibbe is my favorite. It's like this uh, meat dish. Uh, it's like deep fried and you can eat it with hummus. Uh, it's really delicious. Can we get together and have some Lebanese food? Absolutely. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I actually mean that. Mediterranean food is my favorite type of food. So if you're oh, listening awesome. and if you get me some uh, anything, shawarma, falafel, anything, I love it. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that's great to, it's great to hear. I, lo- I love a little bit of the, the human side of you. Like you mentioned, you're the CEO of Borderless. Uh, I know I have a bit of experience. Maybe some of the listeners do. Can you explain what your software is up front? We're just going to, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room. I want people to know about your company and we'll continue to go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the quick and dirty version of it is 
in short, we're like a PayPal 2.0. Um, that's kind of what Borderless is and where we're going. Um, another way to really describe it is we're a global Venmo for businesses and individual. Um, at the core of it, our software, we're a global payments company. Um, we enable payouts to over 100 countries in local uh, bank transfer and local currencies. So we're able to avoid international bank wire fees and the terrible exchange rates that come with it. Um, so we work with companies of all sizes, small business, you know, from one person to an online marketplace, to startups, to enterprises, um, enabling them to pay vendors, suppliers, freelancers uh, for as low as a dollar per payment. And our software enables them to um, have custom onboarding flows, avoid some data liability issues that comes with international payments like collecting sensitive banking information uh, using our proprietary handle system. We give them real-time payment tracking, something, you know, bank payments um, are very difficult to do. And uh, we also do multi-currency balances. So we have a lot of services that can simplify any cross-border payments for people. Yo, that is so cool. I am personally just starting to get into a little international travel I did once or twice in college. I have the last year a little bit. And I know for you, this has stemmed from some of your international travel. So would you mind, uh, yeah, talk a little bit about your experience because I know you traveled a bit, you've had some pains with moving money across borders and you realized I'm not the only person who experiences this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I lived in about four different continents. I traveled uh, around the world. Uh, and so moving money across these borders, uh, these countries have been super tedious and difficult and expensive. Um, so obviously, you know, like everyone that experienced a personal pain, they looked for solutions. Um, and when I went and looked for solutions at the time, back in like, you know, 2013, 14, and, and honestly just kept on looking, um, I realized that there are solutions for people, but not for businesses. Um, and that's really when I dove into the space for businesses and realized that, oh, actually the payment process starts with the business. Um, for example, if you walk into an ice cream shop in Lexington and they only take cash, but you just carrying your credit card, you're not going to walk away with an ice cream, you know, unless you go and get some cash. Um, and so the business tends to sometimes force a certain method of payment. And um, essentially, that's kind of where a lot of this innovation that we're going through is stemming from is how do we make the process for businesses simpler, but also keeping in mind the individual at the other part, or, you know, at the other side of the party. Super cool. And, and to clarify, Borderless is a B2B product and service versus a B2C. Yeah, great question. So we're actually B2B, but, um, you know, our software enables companies to pay individuals um, and get paid from individuals. So it's not just B2B business to business, but for example, let's just take um, a company in Lexington wants to pay out uh, freelancers. Maybe they match people with uh, some service providers in the area or around the world. Um, they want to pay them. Um, and these could be like, you know, let's call them freelancers, uh, plumbers, mentors, whatever the service may be, um, that they're going to provide. 
then that online marketplace or business can utilize the borderless API to pay them uh, very easily. Super cool. Again, a lot of this is already, you know, over my head, but I love <laughs> it. So you, you mentioned this a second ago. Again, I'm going to publicly announce I am a noob with some of this financial stuff. So you mentioned your, again, a, a payment method and compared to other methods like cash and credit cards and checks, uh, you guys are built online and direct. What are some of the hassles that come with international currency exchanges with using, you know, a credit card or debit card or cash checks? You know, what's what's some of the the pain points that this service is relieving people of? Yeah, great question. So, you know, actually, when you swipe your card at a grocery store or uh, anywhere, um, the grocery store, that business um, is actually paying about, you know, 2.5 to, you know, 3 point something percent on that transaction. Um, it's the cost of doing business. And sometimes they just mark up the prices uh, to cover that cost. So the consumer ends up paying for it without them knowing for, it, you know, that they're doing that. Um, so when it comes to international, it's even more expensive because the rates go up between, you know, three to 5%. And then they also charge a foreign exchange rate um, that is marked up versus the actual real or interbank exchange rate. Um, and same when you're sending money as a business or as an individual to a vendor overseas to import something, for example, uh, or to send money to friends and family, um, you're paying a bank wire fee, um, you know, it's delayed. Uh, it takes about, you know, three to five business days. Um, the exchange rate is terrible. And so some of the complexities that go along with that is because one, the system that's currently in place is pretty outdated. It was created in the 1970s, this, what's called the SWIFT system. Um, and um, there are newer methods to do that. And one of the things that we've been doing is actually creating a new infrastructure where essentially what we do is we connect uh, local payment rails. And what I mean by local payment rails is like the ACH in the United States, the automatic clearinghouse. Um, and so uh, there are other countries that have the same, you know, for example, in the United Kingdom, it's called BACS. In Canada, it's called PAD. And those systems don't communicate with each other but they're actually the most efficient way to send money within that country. So Borderless actually at its core is connecting those um, local payment rails around the world together under one system. So when you want to send money abroad, we are actually then delivering the funds using that local payment rail, avoiding international wire fees, avoiding terrible exchange rates, um, and we're able to save people money, deliver the payment faster, track payments. So we're able to alleviate a lot of the pains um, that are associated with international payments. Rafi, this is totally off the question. I'm getting a bit enamored just listening to your voice. Do you do any voice acting work? <laughs> no, you're so, you're so easy to listen to. <laughs> that's that's great. Also, I didn't know what the letters, acronym, whatever, ACH stood for. So thanks for, for clarifying that. I'd never just thought to type that into Google, but whenever <laughs> I get a Venmo, uh, that I, I bank through PNC, uh, when, and when yeah. it goes to that, you know, you have the ACH and all the information. So that is, yep. that's good to know. Cool. So that being said, Rafi, we'll, we'll continue rocking and rolling. 
and want to know what makes your product stand apart from any competition that you have seen in the financial international currency exchange, you know, whatever taboo word I can throw in there uh, topic, because that's where you operate. Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, there's tons of innovation in this space. Um, you know, my favorite question that, you know, we always get is, well, how do you compare versus Wise or TransferWise versus Revolut? Um, you know, how do you compare versus Venmo or Zelle? Um, so I'll start it out at the top level. Um, so starting out with Zelle and Venmo and Cash App and some of the apps that are consumers very utilize here and, and love very much. I mean, I'm a Venmo user. I love it. It makes sending money so much easier inside the U.S., but that's the point. It's only inside the United States. Uh, these services do not exist outside. And so when you want to try to send money outside, then um, you turn to some other platforms like maybe Wise or Revolut. All these platforms, what they have in common is one, they've made it super easy. Two, they've made it affordable. And three, they're just focused on the individual. Unfortunately, they're not designed for business payments. Um, the average business transaction size is around 9,300 something. Um, and the limits that are on these platforms are usually maybe 2,000. If you're lucky, maybe five. Um, and they're also not designed for, you know, bulk payouts, uh, basically mass payments, you know, doing multiple payments in one go, accounting integration, um, uh, you know, involving a lot of colleagues in the same account. So user management. And so there's a lot of things that go into running a business that these platforms are either just getting into it, they've tried to change their system to adapt to it, uh, or don't have it. And so this is kind of where Borderless comes in. You know, we innovate in that space um, and we start to compare ourselves to, for example, the Payoneers, the PayPal, um, you know, the maybe Stripe. Um, and where we kind of stand out from those competitors I would say it's coverage, uh, local yet global infrastructure, our handle system, and pricing. And I'll start with the first one, coverage. We uh, make payouts to over 100 countries um, across the world and in over 50 currencies, and we're expanding that every single day. You know, By the time people listen to this, we're probably going to be in more countries. Uh, that's actually more coverage than Stripe. Stripe's been around for you know, over 10 years now. Uh, they're $95 billion company. Um, it's not their core, um, you know, business that they're doing. And this is kind of where Borderless solves is we know this problem very well. We know what companies are trying to do. And we're expanding, you know, one API, for example, to reach all those countries and reach all the freelancers uh, so you can avoid integrating multiple. Um, but we know that people love Stripe. People love to collect via credit cards. And so what we created is a connection between Stripe and Borderless or other payment platforms, uh, card systems that then you can connect Borderless for payouts and then use them, Stripe and whatever, for collections. Um, our infrastructure, I think I've touched on this, you know, what's unique about us is collecting these local payment rails. That's what we do. And then we innovate in actually targeting within that country how can we get the payments even faster? You know, accessing what we call real-time bank payments, where we can deliver payments to your bank account in under 30 minutes. 
And so that's kind of what we're focused on. And that's kind of some of the cool things that are coming with Borderless and eventually maybe even delivering to a mobile wallet. Uh, maybe someday whenever people want to pay to the United States, they can pay straight to your Venmo balance, for example, somewhere where you automatically already love and maybe that's the best way for you to get paid. Um, and then finally, I'll talk about our handle system. Uh, that's super unique. You can actually pay out people without collecting their banking information straight to their bank uh, by using this handle system. It's like a Twitter or Instagram handle. Um, you essentially uh, say, hey, you know, my handle is at Garrett or at Rafi. Um, and you could be located in India. I could be located in Australia. And we both, you know, um, are part of this freelancing company um, in the United States uh, doing our own things. Um, and then if we want to get paid, all we need to do is just share that handle. Um, they don't need to collect our banking information. They don't need to worry about that. So it reduces data liability, especially in a world where cybersecurity is super important. Um, and that's, that's something very unique about us. Obviously, we give them the ability to just pay anyone, even if they're not a borderless user. You can just enter their banking information manually in our system, create a contact, and pay them. Um, so we make it super easy for businesses of all sizes, depending on their needs. And then finally, pricing. I think we're super competitive in that because of our infrastructure. It's not because we want to undercut the market. Is because we're able to tap into those really local payment systems that are super efficient, super affordable, and we pass on those savings to our customers. One of the things I got from that, other than all the wisdom I, I now know, is <laughs> I could potentially have the first at Garrett handle for borderless if I get it today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I think I think this is so so fascinating because this again is probably an area where most people have never thought of, but I do know from the little I've traveled how freaking frustrating dealing with money can be when you're in another country and especially when you don't know another language. So it's cool to see how you are able to solve that pain point. But also, like you just mentioned the example, if one of us was in Australia, fun fact, I wish I used to be, I wish I was an Australian mate. Uh, or, you know, <laughs> if, if you were in India, Pakistan, somewhere on the other side of the world, that we could also do business that way. Again, super cool. And you mentioned the the limit that Venmo has. I think it's what five thousand dollars, and if you have a certain threshold, it might be ten. So the fact that yeah. you guys are able to get past that, man, that's that's great stuff. Um, one thing that we we've thrown the word country around a couple of times. I want to hear more about your your roots. So you came from Lebanon. How the heck did you end up in the states? Where did you start initially, and what brought you down to Kentucky? Uh, yeah. Um, so. I actually, so my family uh, used to live in the U.S. Um, they then moved to Lebanon. That's where I was born and raised. So I always had this, you know, U.S. connection. Um, and so when I actually wanted to go to college, there are a few universities that I had in mind. And then I applied and, and got accepted and moved here. And that's where I went to Penn State. And then after that, um, I lived in Philly for a bit and then moved to New York. Really, New York has been kind of where I've lived most of my life here in the US. Um, and we realized for Borderless that New York was not kind of the sustainable ecosystem that we want for our business. Um, it was great to get started. Um, the ecosystem there is amazing. You can get so many connections. Uh, you can find really good talent. 
but as far as kind of having longevity, impact, and community, um, I think there are other areas uh, in the United States that will be better for that. So that's why we started to look outside of Louisville, uh, outside of New York City, and we ended up in Louisville. Um, and then so we came here, um, and it's been great ever since. And I think we got a little bit lucky because we actually moved before the pandemic. Um, and I can't imagine being in New York City during the pandemic. <laughs> brother, let me tell you. Well, I said brother. That's funny. So my brother, he is a PhD, works for Google, super smart guy. And he moved from Atlanta because he went to Georgia Tech up to Brooklyn to work with Google and uh, like in the city. I forget which office specifically, like Chelsea, maybe. And moved there February 2020. New York is where everything happened, unfortunately. So he moved to a new city and like two weeks later was isolated in his, you know, like 600, 700 foot apartment for four months. Then moved back to Kentucky and called my parents. was like, guys, I'm going crazy. I just need to be around people, you know, so... <laughs> Uh, we, I, I can't up, imagine. Yeah. I, I ended up going to New York back in the spring of 2021. So this year with my dad, and my brother road trip over the weekend, got all this stuff and drove back down and, uh, yeah, crazy to say the least. So super cool yeah. that you guys were able to not to avoid that situation. One of my favorite things I like to talk with founders about is failure and success. Hit me with one of your worst fa failures could be from a, from a hiring standpoint, like a conversation, a business conversation or just a bonehead decision that in hindsight, you're like, why did I make that? Uh, and then hit me with the success. What's something that you are really excited about that's happened within the last year? Uh, man, yeah, you mentioned hiring. Hiring is one of the biggest uh, pain points for startups that, you know, probably uh, people will face. You know, if, if you hire right, it's great for your business. And if you hire wrong, it's detrimental. Um, we just had a terrible hiring experience. Um, we hired someone um, we're excited about for, you know, uh, sales development. And um, they started and, you know, literally within the first week, uh, we realized that they actually were doing kind of this double job thing during the, you know, remotely because, you know, we're, we're a remote company. Um, and, uh, you know, we we quickly, you know, had to fire them. Um, and so that actually, uh, you know, was was pretty eye opening because I've never had that. I've heard about it, read about it, uh, but to experience it is something very different. <laughs> so, again, to clarify, double double job. This person got hired onto borderless and already worked another job full time. That's correct. <laughs> yes, they had two full time <laughs> jobs. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty savvy. I got to be honest. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That person must have a lot of time. Uh, man, that's <laughs> funny. So yeah, with that, what's uh, what's success that you guys have experienced in the last year that you, you know, got a fist bump and, mm, you know, we're so glad this happened for our business. Yeah. Um, there's actually a few this past year. We won uh, FinTech Startup of the Year at the FinTech Awards. Um, so we're Startup of the Year officially now uh, under the FinTech Awards for 2021. Uh, so that was a huge success for us because it compared us against, um, you know, hundreds of startups, but also bigger entities, not just, you know, quote unquote startups. So they actually have like 10 times more funding, uh, 10 times more the staff, uh, yet we were still able to come out on top with our success and innovation. That was huge for us um, this year. And one other thing is we actually... Uh, tripled our um, cross-border volume over the past two quarter. 
Uh, and so we, we're super excited about that as well. Congratulations on the FinTech Award. That is, that's no easy accomplishment. So really stoked for you guys. Hopefully you have some cool, some cool trophy you get to mount or a nice plaque. So that you always get to remember that success. So Rafi, one of my favorite things, again, is you are a startup Kentucky. <laughs> I said startup Kentucky. You're a startup company. There we go. In Kentucky. And so many people have the notion Kentucky is a bunch of barefoot hillbillies who only care about basketball and bourbon and horse racing. Promise we're more than that. And you are a part of an accelerator program in our state called The Fellowship. What is something that you are hoping to accomplish with your business, Borderless, over the next year being a part of the fellowship? Yeah, I think um, Awesome Inc.'s fellowship is actually an amazing program. Uh, they're able to connect you with people in, in Lexington, but also beyond uh, in the Midwest. Um, and that's one of the things that we're looking to accomplish is uh, one, we're looking to get connected with startups, with people that can um, either be our brand ambassador, be our customer, uh, be our advisors, uh, you know, strategic intros, anything that can really take Bordos to the next level. Um, our goal is to expand our customer base um, by 10x, uh, you know, throughout this year. And so we're really looking for the fellowship to kind of help us um, in that as well. Man, thanks for sharing that. Keith, you got a shout out. Don't let it go to your head. <laughs> but yeah, again, I, I love the perspective and so much fun in business comes from the people you meet and you do life with. So glad that you see a value that with the fellowship program. And then Rafi, we're going to wrap up here. Last thing, and this is something I always like. I am an avid tips, tricks, shortcuts kind of guy for every aspect of life. If you can tell me how to automate my morning routine, I might take you up on it. So do you have anything that makes you stand apart from other entrepreneurs you know? Any, any quirk, habit, routine, whatever. So I think one thing I do um, before, uh, you know, going to bed and right when I wake up. So I completely decompress um, before going to bed. So whatever that is to you, you know, to me, sometimes that's, you know, reading uh, some news, uh, reading some funny memes, uh, you know, watching, you know, whatever it is. Uh, but for me, it's actually, I do, I utilize Imgur a lot. Um, and so I decompress, uh, using that. And in the morning, uh, when you wake up, uh, one of the things that you should not do is look at your screen or phone, at least for the first 15 minutes when you first wake up, um, that will help you get energized, uh, for the next, you know, for the full day. Uh, so you're not waking up and just looking at blue light. Um, and I think that's one of the things that helps me. That's great. Stay away from blue light, folks. <laughs> Rafi, appreciate the time. Appreciate the laughs. Really excited for what Borderless is going to accomplish over the next year, both a part of the fellowship program and also, you know, hopefully some more FinTech awards. So, man, great <laughs> conversation. I'm glad we finally got to connect over a, a podcast. And actually, the most important question, how can people support your business? Uh, be customers uh, or spread the word. You know, that's kind of the, the number one. If you're a startup um, in the freelancer gig, gig economy, influencer, uh, online marketplace, um, and you're looking for a payout solution, uh, come to Borderless. We'll set you up. Love it. Rafi, thanks for the time, man. All right. Thanks, Garrett. I really appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Awesome Things Podcast. 
And another quick thank you to Lee Rosevere and a few members from our community who provide the music that you hear in this show. Lastly, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz, or even better, come on down to our space. Come be a part of our community and get plugged in and let's start something awesome together. You guys rock. We'll see you next time.